Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 69, Top Apps to Keep You Happy, Joyous, and Free, Part 1. I got the idea to do this podcast because I was in a Toastmasters meeting and somebody gave a tip of the week profiling the top 10 apps that he uses to optimize his personal family and business life. And I found it extremely helpful because he talked about some apps that I wasn't really familiar with. So I thought it would be a good idea to share here about some of the apps I use to stay happy, joyous, and free. My assumption is that you have and use a smartphone. If you don't, you still might want to listen because some of the things I say about how I use the apps might be helpful to you in managing your, managing your life, whether you use the app to do it or not. And also some of these things are available on a desktop computer or a laptop computer. One of the things I hear kind of regularly from others is about how organized I am and they wonder how I do it. And often it's, because of a lot of the apps that I use. One of the symptoms that all people in recovery have, regardless of why they're in recovery, is that our lives became unmanageable in some way. So my hope is that in sharing with you these top apps I use to keep my life manageable, as well as how I use them, will be helpful to you in managing your life so that you can be happy, joyous, and free. In pulling all this together, it's taken longer than I expected it would. So rather than dragging this out into a lengthy episode, I'm going to break it into two separate episodes. So be on the lookout for part two next week. The apps I'm going to list today are not in any particular order. I'm going to list them one by one and describe how I use them as I go along. Then at the end, I'll list them all in a row in case you want to make note of any of them and didn't catch what it was while I was talking about it. So here goes. App number one, Calendar. I have an Android, so I use Google Calendar. And as you may know from listening to this podcast, I use time as one of my most important boundaries, which is one of the greatest benefits of recovery and also one of the most important tools of recovery is having boundaries. So my calendar is extremely important to me and having a manageable life. I used to give my time away to others. And if there was any left, I'd use that for me. And guess what? There was never any time left for me. I use my calendar to schedule the most important things in my life first. As Stephen Covey would say, you put the big rocks in the bucket first. Then the gravel goes in and you let the sand settle around all the big things. You let the little things of life fit around the important things in your life. For me, the big rocks or the important things that I put in my bucket first include 12-step meetings and service, time with my sweetheart, and work. Because I work for myself, I have a variety of products going on at any particular time, so I have to make sure that I plug time in every week or maybe even daily for each of these projects. Those things are already in my calendar and then anything else I want to do gets scheduled around those things. I like using Google Calendar because I can access it on my phone, on my laptop, or anywhere there's internet access. 
I am very unlikely to answer the phone when somebody calls because I leave the ringer off most of the time, which, by the way, is a boundary for me so that I'm in charge of my time and other people aren't. And that means I need to schedule phone calls with people ahead of time so I can make sure that I get them in. And because I know the important things are already in my calendar, I can easily look at the calendar and let the person know these are the times I'm available, let's schedule a call. When it comes to my sponsees, we have regularly scheduled weekly calls to do our step work. But if something comes up for them and they need to reach out to me in the moment, they text me and say, can you talk? And I can almost always find to fit that into my schedule really quickly. And I can do that because I'm in charge of my calendar. App number two is my clock app, which on my phone includes a timer, an alarm, and of course the regular clock time. I use this daily. I have a series of alarms set up, including one that goes off twice a day to make sure that I take my medication when I'm supposed to. I have weekly alarms to remind me five minutes before my sponsee and sponsor calls so I don't miss them or forget about them. And during quarantine, I'm not going out and meeting people for coffee, but when I did before and when I will do that again, I usually set aside a certain amount of time, often an hour. And then when I get there, I set a timer for 55 minutes to give myself a five minute warning. Usually I let the other person know that I'm going to do that. This enables me to stick to my schedule, which I'm now in charge of unlike before recovery. The other thing it does is allow me to be 100% present with the person. I'm not thinking about my watch or the clock. I'm not looking at it because I know I can 100% pay attention because I have a timer that's going to go off and that's really served me quite well. I also use the timer when I volunteer to be the timer at my 12-step meetings because the meetings I attend have timed shares, which by the way is another fantastic boundary. And then of course I use the clock part to know what time it is so I can stick to the schedule on my calendar. Number three is my contacts app. This is an extremely important part of my recovery. One of the most important things that I've learned to do is reach out to other people. This is because, or this could be because I need help or I want to let someone know that I'm thinking about them or I want to check in on someone. I try to take down the numbers of new people at meetings and follow up first with a text and then with a phone call to welcome them because I've learned that staying in contact with other people in recovery is a really important part of the process of recovery. When I'm connected, I'm protected. App number four is Dropbox. I absolutely love Dropbox. If you're not familiar, it's a cloud-based app for storing files of really just about any kind. Think of it like a computer hard drive dedicated to you and your stuff out there in the ether. I can tell you the moment I first heard about Dropbox the first time. Years ago, I was listening to a radio interview and a guest on the show was talking about it and I'd never heard of anything like this. And I was like, oh my God, I need that. I was tired of emailing stuff back and forth between work and home. And as soon as I got home, I downloaded it. I have it on my computer, my phone, my iPad. When I used to have a work computer, I had it there too. 
And I have it everywhere. I store all kinds of different files on it, whether it's Word documents or PowerPoints or PDFs or MP3 files, it doesn't matter. And I store all kinds of things for recovery there. I have program readings like scripts, meeting agendas, lists, flyers, and I can easily email those things to other people from my phone because I have Dropbox on my phone. And I find it incredibly helpful to have things that are important to me in the cloud that I can access anytime. Number five is really about communication. It's three different apps. It's my Google Gmail, my text message app, and WhatsApp. So WhatsApp. So it's really three different apps, but it's all about communication and maintaining contact with people. And I know that I already mentioned the contact list separately. There's some overlap there. But I use email, text, and WhatsApp to stay in touch with people in recovery. I use Gmail to send things like flyers for workshops, or if I read something that I wanna share with somebody in recovery that's too long for a text message, or it can't be text, I email it to them. I am in contact with multiple people multiple times a day via text message, which is a huge part of my recovery. I did a lot of isolating, as I'm sure most everybody in recovery did before recovery. Not healthy, that's, you know, we, th- we thrive in community, we heal in community, but we're compulsive, obsessive, and addictive in isolation. And then I have some folks that I stay connected with in recovery who are in Canada. So we use WhatsApp, so we don't have to pay extra international rates. So if you communicate with somebody in a different country and you don't have WhatsApp, you might wanna check it out. Number six is Instagram. I just started using Instagram last November, but it's become a very important part of my recovery. In fact, if you're not already following me on Instagram, pick up your phone, open it up, and search for at Higher Power Coaching. That's me, follow me. And I post usually at least three times a week, if not more. I follow a lot of people in recovery on Instagram and I get a lot of my experience, strength and hope from others there, some of whom are not even in recovery. I follow all kinds of motivational, inspirational people. I'm really interested in taking in positive information on a consistent basis. It's a really important part of my self-care and my recovery. So Instagram is one of the ways that I love to do that. I also follow a lot of stuff that has to do with entrepreneurship, innovation, startups, as well as uh, racial justice, the Black Lives Movement, supporting black businesses, etc. App number seven is the Microsoft Swift Key keyboard app. And you may wonder, what the hell does that have to do with recovery? So here's the thing. The keyboard app that was built into my phone sucks. I fucking hate it. So instead of complaining about it and being annoyed by it all the time, I downloaded another keyboard app. I tested out a couple of different ones and I installed the one I liked best because I don't need to be annoyed multiple times a day by a suboptimal keyboard app. Before recovery, I probably would have kept that keyboard, probably wouldn't even occurred to me that I could get a new keyboard app And I probably would have continued to suffer and of course bitch about it because I thought that that's what life was like. Shitty things happen and you put up with them. Oh, also, and you bitch and complain about them. 
but I've learned that bitching and complaining is basically toxic for me. So if I can't change a situation to my liking, I have to learn to accept it because acceptance is the answer to my problem today. If you're not familiar with that 12-step maxim, you might want to listen to my podcast episode number two on acceptance. I talk in detail about what that saying means to me, and I also talk about how I learned to become accepting of things that I used to experience as unacceptable. App number eight is Kindle. If you're not familiar with this, it's an app for reading books and other large pieces of text produced by Amazon. You don't have to have a Kindle device. You can just have the Kindle app, which is free. Though, of course, you can purchase books, etc., through the app. But you can also get all kinds of free content on it. Uh, I have mostly paid content like books. And I have lots of things that have nothing to do with recovery on Kindle, but I do have quite a bit of recovery literature there. My most important recovery texts are on Kindle. And even though I love books and I mostly turn to those books and I have all the, you know, underlines and the different color highlighters and the bookmarks and all that kind of stuff, I love having the Kindle because I can access the Kindle version of those books 24-7 without having to carry a physical book with me. And this has proved to be invaluable for me. So I'm going to stop there and resume again next week with seven additional apps to help keep that help keep me happy, joyous, and free. I'll be covering a little bit more about how I manage my time going more in depth about my money and how I have the most peace, serenity, and sense of ownership over my money that I've ever had in my entire life because of the app that I use. And I'll also talk about how I stay connected to my recovery community and get access to program material through the apps I use. Now, as a reminder, the apps I talked about today are one, Google Calendar, two, clock app with timer and alarms, three, contacts, four, Dropbox, five, Gmail, text messages, and WhatsApp as my communication apps, six, Instagram, seven, Microsoft Swift Key keyboard app, and eight, the Kindle app. So be sure to come back again next week to hear about seven additional apps that I use to keep my life manageable. May you be happy, joyous, and free. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you, head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again. Thanks again.